<clears throat> this is titled In My Own Arena by Noah Adelia. What is uh, what is an arena? An arena, if you want to use the old school uh, way of envisioning of a, of describing what an arena is, is like a big space, usually in a circle, where performers stay in the middle and perform, while the uh, the audience, the, the spectators watch, right? And an arena has been a, an arena has been something that has been in folklore, especially um, Italian and Roman for the longest time. So a lot of us were familiar with it. Why? Are we talking about arenas? So as you guys know, well, those who those who know me, follow me. As you know, I just finished um, the festival season. The festival season is the period between May and September. Um, usually in the UK, I don't know what happens in other parts of the world. But it's, it's that period uh, it's that period in which all the music, sports, and other types of festivals, family-oriented, etc. This is the period where they happen. And <clears throat> this summer, I did nine festivals. So I was in nine arenas. Some arenas were small. You know, some arenas were small, like uh, at the... At the Long Road Festival, I had a, a small arena. It was like a wine and cheese bar. Not my favorite thing to do because I'm, I'm a big personality, so I like big performances. However, thoroughly enjoyed. With a new client, couldn't complain. Now, that was like four, four people in the arena, in, the, in my team. And I had big arenas such as Brighton on the beach which was a true week festival and at the peak of Brighton on the beach I had um, with my with the co-manager because it was that big we had 130 people signed in so 130 staff members now why do I call it the arena I call it the arena because it's like a, it's not a coliseum. Nobody's killing themselves or beheading anyone. Um, we're, we're beheading each other mentally sometimes because it gets too stressful. And you're just like, you know, fed up. But no, in general, nobody's beheading anyone. We're all just working, trying to push, push, push till the end of the day. Um, for me, arena is performance, and I've always been a performer. From when I was a kid, um, I I always liked to perform for the crowd. Um, I take it back to when I was in boarding school in Nigeria. 
and the famous, the infamous, because it's not famous because nobody was there except those who were there. But the infamous uh, Shankura Shankiki Shtick. This was a night where um, it was raining very heavily, sidetrack. It was raining very heavily. The, uh, this is in Enugu, um, so one of the very rainy cities. So it was raining heavily, like a storm coming. Uh, everybody was in the cafeteria waiting for the nightcap, which is basically like a, like a small meal, you, like a tea, like a snack you have before bed. So tea and biscuits or something, right? <clears throat> I found this massive stick that looked like a staff that Moses would have been holding when he was going up the mountain. Um, so as you can imagine, I was a very imaginative kid uh, with religious imagery in my head. So I picked it up, went into the calf, and the only thing that I could think to do was to stand on the table and scream the lines from this famous um, Nigerian film I had seen as a kid. And the line was like, Shankura Shankiki, which is like meant to be some occult type of stuff, right? <clears throat> I don't play occult. Um, but that being said, I kept doing that, slam, and every time the thunder would roar, I would slam the stick on the table to, to go with the thunder so that it was more mysterious and scary. And I kept doing that until suddenly some, one of the kids on my table, there was eight of us on the table, and one of the kids on my table screamed, and everybody looked down and like, we thought it was a joke related to what I was doing. So I was like, oh shit, he's in on the bit. Turns out he had been bitten by a snake. Um, I know you won't believe me. You don't have to. I have a lot of these type of stories. I'm, I'm, I just, you know, you know, uh, yeah, anyway. But he, turn, he, he turns out he's been bitten by a snake. So in a, moment, in a split second, it goes from the whole room looking at me being a, what, a stupid person to... Everybody being like, oh shit, did this stupid guy actually like um, uh, summon a snake or a spirit? I didn't. There's no such things. But that was one of the performances. I was also always in the, the plays, the school plays. I always wanted to be an actor in the plays. I, always want, I was always like acting. I was always entertaining the whole class. Like I used to do very good imitations of my teachers which got me in trouble a lot it was worth it um i would pick a teacher who had like a very specific type of uh inflection especially mr churchill god bless you mr churchill well he would always be like you know he spoke very high pitched and obviously as a kid in my head i just wanted people to laugh so i would i would do it mimic him and the whole class would laugh until somebody snitched and then he caught me that wasn't fun but the whole point is i've always been a, a man of performance i like to perform i like high expectations i have adhd so it makes more sense you know now these festivals satisfy something that i haven't been able to satisfy in a long time they satisfy my thirst for performance. When I used to work in the banks, 
So I used to work, uh, if you go on my LinkedIn, you can find it. I used to work with some banks. The biggest sadness I always felt was how impersonal it was. It was robotic. Like, not through anybody's intentional fault, but like customers at the other side of the phone, emails, um, your staff members, if you're working from home, you hardly see them. If you're in the office, it's limited. You can't do too much. Yes, it's, it's, it's serious. It's always very like, we are very important here and everything you do has to be like, blah, 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 blah. Me, on the other hand, I'm just there like, when do we perform? Nothing? All right. So I always sat there bored to the point where I feel like I used to get feel really depressed. One would say, Noah, how can you feel depressed because of you're doing your normal job? Well, because I have an urge to get up, stand on the table and shout Shankura Shankiki or, or do something funny. And you guys don't seem to be funny here. You seem serious. And I guess that's what always made me really dislike those type of spaces. Now, to go back to festivals, especially with Brighton, I'll give you a day, a specific scenario that made me realize that, oh shit, this is why I do this. I love this madness, theatrics. So one day, um, to give you an idea, there's 120 staff. The Brighton one is two bars on site. It's, it's a relatively small festival, 15,000 people maybe. So you can picture there's a large staff group, which means the bar is going to be busy. We need a lot of stock. The people who are organizing the festival are not the most experienced at organizing festivals. Through no fault of their own. It's a learning process. So on various days, they kind of were very like, like unsure what to do. So we had two fridges, um, which were a bit... Uh, okay, X, come on. Let me get my descriptive, uh, my descriptive cell phone. All right. At a normal festival, especially the big ones, you expect to have to see these massive trucks. They call them attics. The um, arctics because they literally inside them is frozen, it's, it's cold, so that you can keep drinks in there or keep barrels of beer, keep everything in there so that it stays chilled, ice as well. Now, the expectation is usually that behind a massive bar, you have one or two arctics with different stock. Okay, so... At Brighton, there was the first bar, which was staffed mostly by the people who owns the festival. And their bar was right next to the Arctic. Not right next to, but close, because the space wasn't that big. Our bar was way further from it, as you can imagine. So it was a simple thing of the stock team in the morning would fill up the, the, the little buggies. They have little buggies that can go at certain miles an hour fill them up and then drive them to the fridges fill the fridges up with enough stock to last us for at least six to eight hours so that when it starts going low the manager's job is to radio in and say hey this is low we need this or else blah 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 uh, we won't have enough for the rest of the service things like that now that's the normal system right on this day i got into work an hour late i shouldn't have been late i know and I learned my lesson. I shouldn't have been late. But 
I had misunderstood the Brighton transportation system and didn't realize that in Brighton is like half an hour per bus. In London, it's like every five to 10 minutes. So I'm really late. I'm on my way to work. I'm, it's the day, day two, so the busiest day. I'm already feeling really guilty. I get to work. I see my assist, the other manager. Uh, I obviously have explained and apologized to everyone on the phone. But I see her and she's really stressed. She doesn't really want to look me in the eye. So I could tell, okay. Um, at first I'm like, oh, it's because I'm late. I understand. Then I find out later from her partner that, oh, no, it's not because you're late. It's because, and partly because of your late, but she doesn't even give a fuck. It's more because there's no stock in the fridge. So, okay, on a normal day, we open at 1 p.m. It is 11.30. We have an hour and a half. Oh, it's fine. But here's the catch. On my way there, we get I get a text saying, oh, yeah, by the way, the organizers have decided to open at 12. So that means I'm going to get there at 11.30 and there's no stock. Now, I knew in that moment there was no time to sit around and be cute or whatever. You're late. You've entered the situation. No one knows what to do. And I mean no one. Take charge. So, like the man I am, I took charge. Not because I'm a man. But the man I am, personally, the individual type of person I am. So what was the situation? Our trunk, our, both our fridge is empty. There's a lot of beer in there because beer, you know, we pour pints as well. But all the spirits, the soft drinks, everything empty. We open in 30 minutes. Actually, 26 minutes now. Nobody knows what to do. So I get in there. I'm looking around. I'm like, okay, think, think, think. I noticed that. The only thing people they could think to do, no fault of their own, was to get as many staff as possible who had signed in and everybody go to the other fridge and pick up. Because the other fridge, the other fridges for the other bar were full to the brim. So I guess what had happened is they had put everybody's stock in one fridge because they couldn't be bothered. So the, the plan was to get everybody to just move one person at a time, pick up like four items and then carry it back move, pick up four items, carry it back. In my head, I'm like, there's no chance in hell this is going to work. Plus, I'm looking at these staff members. I'm like, you, you're definitely useless. Not useless in life, but in this moment, you're lazy. I can see in your eyes, you're tired, you're hungover. There's no way you want to do like five, six trips back and forth. You, you're, you don't look like you're in the mood. So I'm looking like, this is not going to work. So immediately, I jump into action. What do I do? I find a massive bin. You know one of those ridiculously big bins that are used for industrial estates or for festivals. So I roll the bin over. I'm like, okay, if we can fill this bin with shit, we can get four or five people to push all the way and then blah, blah, blah. So that's just my brain working, thinking. And then I'm like, this doesn't work at all. This is it's a bit dumb. So I run back to that my bar. I notice that there is a, a buggy, one of those cute buggies you use at festivals. I noticed there's one right outside the bar. The stock guys are just chilling. I think they're confused. God knows what they're doing. Some of the slowest motherfuckers I ever worked with. Bless them. Good people, but slow. Now, I noticed the key is in the buggy. This never happens. So I'm like, oh, hang on a second. So I run into the bar. I look for the most competent looking person in terms of who is awake, who has their shorts on. Or there's like just whoever looks like they're active and they're awake. They haven't been drinking all night. So find one guy. I go up to him. I say, yo, do you have a driver's license? He says, yes. 
I'm like, all right, cool. I take off my high-vis jacket, give it to him, say, go, come with me. Jump in this car. Let's go, go, go. So now, action man mode. We jump, we drive to the next bar. As soon as I get there, I jump out. I say, all the staff carrying one, one each stock, just go to the other bar and just wait for us. Go sign in and get ready. Don't worry, we'll deal with this. So me and this guy, we jump into the fridge, start stocking, loading. This is the part where I knew that, yo, this is fucking insane. The organizers of the event, their job is to be like, hey, you're not allowed to do that. This is our job. Don't touch that, blah, blah, blah. When they saw what I was doing, they were coming up to me. Mind you, we have 12 minutes left to open. They come up to me with the intention to tell me off, like, what are you doing? What are you, you're wasting, you're doing, blah, blah, blah. As soon as they saw what I'm doing, I'm like, hey, bro, I understand, but I don't have time to argue. I just need to get this done. As soon as they, they locked, they stood back and they watched for a second. They're like, hmm. Something must have switched in their brains to be like, yo, he's right. Because suddenly the owners of the festival went from standing and about to scold me to just like collecting stock from me and putting it in the buggy because they had realized that, oh shit, they open in 12 minutes, they need this. So boom, boom, we're going, we're going. Filling up the buggy, filling up the buggy. Get it, jump back in the buggy. Speed. The guy speeds off. Ambulance are like, hey, five miles an hour. I'm like, sorry, we slow down. Boom, we get back there. I get a line of people. I'm like, hey, of you, come. Boom, boom, boom. You, this one, this one. We empty the thing. We realize a few more things are missing. And those things are not in the other fridge. They're in the Arctic that I described earlier, the big truck. So I'm like, where the trucks at? They tell me where the trucks are. Give me the keys. They give me the keys. Me and the guy, we speed off. Boom. We take one extra person. We speed off to where the trucks are. And I jump into the truck and I go full on action man mode. I'm looking for shit. I'm counting. I'm delegating. I'm boom, 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 boom. I'm like ADHD demon. I'm crazy. That was phenomenal. Got back to the bar. Everything was fully functional. We were open, side serving, smiles all around. And I'm there. Like, obviously, I've gone up to them and been like, yo, I'm very sorry I'm late again. And they're like, no, actually, you've kind of made up for it with this madness you've just done in 25 minutes. So thank you. And that day, I could see in everybody's face a higher level of respect for me and what I do. And that was one of those moments that made me realize that I just love to perform. I love to be in a situation where you have to come up with ideas on the spot. And I love to perform. I am one of the men in the arena. And that's kind of why I love these festivals. I love the fact that I have a big group of staff that we come up with ideas together. You radio for help, nobody's answering. So you and your staff have to put heads together. Like I'm never the kind of boss, I'm not even a boss, I'm never the kind of manager who, who just barks at instructions and doesn't do anything. I'm, I'm the kind of person who says, hey, what do you think we need to do right now? And then you, I already know what I think we should do, but I'm like, I don't know everything. What do you think? And when you tell me what you think, I measure it up. If it makes sense, I say, right, we switch to that idea. And then there's the added aspect of the whole audience in terms of the punters, the people buying drinks, watching how problems are being solved. 
I don't even see them. You know how they say, imagine everybody's naked? I don't even need to. Some festivals, they're all naked. But I don't even need to. I'm just bouncing around, flowing, flowing. Problem, somebody just passed out over there, right? Everybody, action time. Let's run, get the ambulance. Somebody's having almost a heart attack here. Let's get the ambulance. Staff member is ill, boom. Staff member is stealing, boom. Before you know it, at the end of the event, I've done 12 to 14 hours. I'm tired, but I feel fulfilled. And this is why I do what I do. I, I'm not, this is, wasn't to explain why I do that. This was just to get it out of my system. That, uh, you know, because, yeah. So, yeah, for those who are wondering, this is what I do. I uh, The only problem with what I do is between May and September, I'm a busy boy. Between September to May, I have to figure out how to fill in that spot because, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you know, I love what I do and I'm very grateful for it. And I know that one day I see myself creating a, a TV show and, a, and a, a theater experience where people come and watch the performance of the running of these festivals while also enjoying, like, you know, like, I don't know, there's an idea there. And it's, it, needs, it needs, the idea needs to be coddled, it needs to be fostered, it needs to be loved, and it needs to be brought up. If it doesn't have all those things, the idea doesn't exist. But yeah, man in the arena. Thank you for listening.